You see all these people working. I'm not doing anything they're doing. And that's a, that's a great church. You know, and I never have one thought of, you know, how's that going to get done? Or, and uh, we, we just really appreciate you serving the Lord with us. And we want more of you to serve the Lord with us. And it's not always easy, I know, to get in. How do you, how do you figure it out? Listen, you call the office. Come by. Do whatever. Just work your way to where you, if you want to serve the Lord with us, you can serve the Lord with us. Amen? Every Wednesday we have a crew that comes in here. And, Ed, you're one of them, aren't you? You still work third shift? Not right now. You still off with a leg? Okay. Didn't you work third shift, though? And then after your third shift, you would come here and clean. Is that true? That's the kind of people we have. Work all night? I don't know about you. I work all night. I'm going home going to bed. Now, if I work all night, I'm going to McDonald's in the morning. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> but we've got great people like Ed and others that serve and do different things. But thank you for serving. I want you to be a part of it. Let's go to the Word this morning. It's a strong one. Y'all ready or not? That's why we have wood handles on this lower section. Grab on. It's a strong message. It's a message you won't hear very many places. Why? Because it's just not a popular message. It isn't, a, you know, it doesn't make you feel good. Get ready to feel bad. Y'all ready or not? Say, came to church today. He's going to make me feel bad. That's what's going to happen. Okay, let's see how it goes. Amen. Good to see some new friends uh, that I met out front. Get some young people. Got a young man in from college. Are you telling me college is over for you now? Oh, it's spring break. I was hoping so. It's where we live, and I don't know if college is over in February. You know, I have no idea. But, no, good to see you. Triathlete. Now, what's, you say, what's, what school? The University of Arizona. Right there on the front row. Yeah, man, the triathlete right there with us on the front row. I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming. How about you? How old are you? You're 19. And where are you from? You're from Germany. Do you understand plain English like I'm talking? Pretty good? All righty. In case you get troubled with the German thing, there'll be words on the screen. Can you read? Okay. Are you out of school? Are you in the university somewhere now or no? Where? University of Germany. What's it called? What? It's, just, it's a university. We'll leave it at that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to see you, man. Praise the Lord. Let's go with the Word this morning. It's going to be like that, son, from here on. Here we go. Ready? Let's go with the Word this morning. Amen. Y'all ready? We're in a series called Last Days, Best Days. The series is not ending today. What's ending today is the study inside that series of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And I know that's crazy. Apocalypse? Apocalypse? I heard them the other day on the news describing what's happening in Ukraine as apocalyptic. Now, this isn't Christian people saying this. This is your newscast. The newscasters are saying this. It's like the end of the world. It's like apocalyptic times. This is what they're saying, not me. And if you're there, I guarantee it, it looks like that to you. And uh, Europe is uh, Europe right now is uh, a little on edge. Germany's a little on edge. They Germany's been trying to stay out of stuff for a while, but even Germany now is pushing chips and support and things to the table because they could see perhaps an all-out war, World War Three, happening in Europe. Who would have thunk it? 
Wouldn't have thought it, would we? Are people thinking it now, yes or no? You're hearing it now. It's not me. You're just a crazy preacher trying to make stuff up. Well, if you want to totally depress yourself, go home after this and just turn your TV on for 12 hours. And see what you see. And uh, if you want to, flip around and see if all of them ain't got about the same kind of stuff going on. It's crazy, man. So are these the last days? Well, the series is called Last Days, Best Days. I think these are the last days. Now, what does that mean? Well, I, I see a lot of things that are taking place in our world that are being fulfilled or have already been fulfilled. And I'm seeing things happen faster than I've ever seen before. Do y'all remember? I mean, do y'all have a memory of like, was it like a year ago or a year and a half ago? A gas was at least half what it is right now? Am I, is that true or false? Have you ever in your whole lifetime seen groceries go up so fast? Have you ever seen so quickly people being priced out of homes? I'm talking about in the greatest country on the face of the earth, the freest land, America even. Can you imagine what other people are feeling in other places of the, of the world? Guys, it's time we wake up. Y'all hear me or not? Out of our sleep. And so I'm doing a series now, Last Days, Best Days. Do you know it's the last days, Gary? No, I don't. Of course I don't. I'm just giving you my feelings, my opinion based on God's Word. But I'm also saying this. I know one thing for sure. It's my last days. Most of my life is behind me. Whatever time I've got, I don't know what that is. I know it's not as long as I've lived already, right? Yes or no? So I'm in that part of my life, those last days. And I want them to be my what days? Best days. So that's what this series is about. And we're in a really, really dark part right now in the uh, study of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And we're going to go with it. That's a pretty dark picture, isn't it? Well, it looks like Ukraine right now, doesn't it? I mean, you can, you can turn on the news later today and you'll probably see one of those cathedrals like that. And it'll look like that in the streets. This, is not, this isn't that far out, guys. And they want to keep calling Putin a madman, a madman, a madman, a madman. Well, if he is a madman, he has as much nuclear capability as, as the United States. We've got about 1% more than he has. And you know how, who has about 1% less than Russia has? China. And who's hooked together? Is China with us? No, they're with Russia. Who else is with Russia? Another crazy place called what? Iran. And every stand is behind Iran. When it comes down, the chips are on the table. They won't be coming this way, I'll guarantee it. What I'm saying is, it's already dark, isn't it? Wow, I came to church, they were singing, he was jumping around, then he turned into a mad, crazy person. It's the truth. What I just said is the truth. Yes or no? So, so far, let's look at it. So, death is the title of the message today. Death in the last days. What a crazy title. Who wrote it? I did. Let's see what the Bible says. Let's see what the Bible says. This isn't our first rodeo. This is the fourth horse of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. What does apocalypse mean? It means the same exact thing as the word revelation. The book of Revelation could be the book of the Apocalypse. That, those two words mean the unveiling. 
The revealing of the truth of the end times. That's what the book of Revelation means. The revealing of truth of the end times. And so the four horsemen of the apocalypse are the four horsemen of the unveiling of things that are going to happen in the last days. And so we've been looking at them. Y'all with me so far? Here we go. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. The first horse was a white horse. And I know if you're here for the first time, you're thinking, where does he come up with this stuff? It's right in Revelation chapter 6. It's also in Matthew chapter 24. I didn't make it up. Well, what crazy person said it? Jesus Christ. So your argument's not going to be with me, Jack. Just telling you what it says. The, red, the first of all is the white horse comes. And that speaks of the Antichrist. Or an Antichrist spirit. Or an, an against Christ spirit that will be prevalent in the last days. Do you think that spirit's present right now and against Jesus Christ's spirit in our world today? Yes or no? Absolutely. It also speaks of deception. Is there a lot of deception? Does it seem like deception has been getting amped up the last few years? Yes or no? It is crazy, isn't it? Who knows what truth is anymore? And if you say something that is truth, you very well could be canceled erased from Facebook, you can't speak anymore online. Is that happening or not? I didn't make that up. That's the truth. Deception in the last days. Then the red horse speaks of war, devastation. We went into whole messages on this. I don't have time to do it again. But in the last days, there will be what? War. And I know it can say, well, yeah, yeah, but wait a minute. It's just a war in Ukraine. I'm not just saying Ukraine's the end of the world. I ain't saying that. But I am saying this, for the first time, at least in my lifetime, this war in Ukraine has got a man that has nuclear weapons that can destroy the planet. Is that, off, is that sound like science fiction or is that the truth? It is the truth, guys. And we've got people like Zelensky, President Zelensky, who seems to be trying to do a valiant job, I guess. But he's asking for a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Is that true? Please help us stop these, you know, these fighter jets from dropping bombs on our country. And it sounds like a great thing. We should help them not do that. But here's what happens. We shoot down Russian planes. Guess what they're going to shoot down? Or maybe, if he is a madman, he'll destroy the United States of America. Isn't that crazy that I'm talking like that? Yes or no? Amen or oh me? But here's the difference. You're not just hearing that from me at church now. Turn on the news over the next day or two and see if you hear anything like I said possibly coming out of somebody's mouth on networks. How many have heard anything like that lately coming from newscasters? And these are definitely not preachers. <laughs> okay. It's funny how all of them become experts, though, when they get a story, don't they? So what I'm saying is there's going to be war, all-out war. And eventually it'll be war that will be in the Middle East, and it'll be a war that also will include Israel. By the way, is Israel a hated nation? They will be taken out. And they have nuclear weapons. And they're our number one, really, you know, ally, one of our number one allies over in, in that area. So anyway, the Red Horse War, we talked about it. 
What happens with war? We talked about it last week. The black horse comes next. What happens with war? Let's go, Roger. We'll move now. Here we go. Because of the devastation of war, economies will collapse. Right before our eyes today, do we see some economies in the world collapsing? Yes or no? Is it yes or no? Ask Russians who have rubles. People in Ukraine, anything they have means nothing now. Nothing. You understand? Is it affecting other places? Well, listen, guys, it wasn't just this war. There was deception before the war. People doing crazy things. Your gas has doubled. Different. How many think, how many think we've seen the worst? Now, the worst is behind us. It's just going to get better. Anybody want to raise a hand on that one? How many thinks we're just getting started? It's sad, isn't it? You can go to a place and it might be three fifty and then one at four fifty. But these are and this is in the greatest country on the, on the face of the earth. Other countries, people don't have what we have. So this is a time of this is in the end times a time of great suffering. And suffering is starting now. Because of the devastation of war, economies are going to collapse. People will be literally starving due to the lack of food and services. And right now, it, it's sad. I've been to Ukraine many, many, many times. And you know what? When I watch TV and I watch the Ukrainians, they look just like me. They got a baby, they got children, they've got one bag. But you'll look what they're leaving, and they're, some of them are nice places or decent places. You can see the newer fangled air conditioners they've got. I saw some of those yesterday. They're just walking away from that because if they stay, they're going to perish. And they're getting in lines. They're trying to get on train. And here's the, here's the thing. They look just like me. What makes you think that that can't happen to us? Y'all hear me or not? Am I crazy today? Guys, we're arrogant. We're full of pride. I, we love our country. I love our country. But there's no guarantees that, that you're just always going to have it made in the USA. The only guarantee is if you put your... Well, here's two guarantees. You're going to die. It's happening one day. Yes? Here's the other guarantee. Without knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're not going to heaven. That's a guarantee based on God's Word. Now, whether you like me or not, I think you do, but I'm just telling you that's the truth of God's Word. Y'all hear me? So, things are going to get pretty bad. Does this sound like, what I've said so far, does it sound like science fiction or is it more reality today than ever before? That's the truth. How y'all doing? Mr. Germany, how you doing? You're like ready to get out of here, aren't you? Are you wishing you sat in the back? You are, don't you? It'd be good for a bathroom break right now, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, you're stuck. Here we go. Now, I challenge you sometime, if you want to, go back and li online listen to some of the other messages and then sort of compare those messages with where you're at right now today and just give it a shake and just see, see if I'm screwing around. Okay? Today's horse. From the Scriptures, say it with me, the what color? What are you talking about? I speak to a lot of people who've never read the Bible. This particular series, most people haven't read the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible. So it can almost sound like I'm making this stuff up. Y'all hear me or not say? 
So let's see if I'm making it up. We'll go to Revelation chapter 6. We've already covered 1 through 6. We'll go with verse 7. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. Would you all help me on this one? And I looked, and behold, sit with me a what? Is that in the Bible? This is speaking of last days, end time events. His name that sat on him was called what? What's the title of my message today? I'm not a genius after all, am I? I just am putting what is in there on here. And hell followed with death. And the fourth part of the earth to kill. A fourth part of the earth with sword, hunger, and with death. Uh Uh-oh, and that last part. Say that part of me. And with what? Here's what I'd like to do with us right now. Y'all all right? Y'all good so far? How about we just break that verse down right quick? Let's go piece by piece, bit by bit, and let's see what that pale horse is all about and that Scripture. And whether you like it or not, you'll leave here today saying, I know what that verse says. How about we do that? Because a lot of people say, I don't understand the book of Revelation. White horse deception, red horse war, black horse famine, pale horse death. Any questions? Let's get into it and see. A pale horse. The word for the word pale. And I'm not a Greek scholar, but I happen to have one on my staff. And she's sitting right back there. Is that correct? The word for pale is the word, I'm going to say it wrong, chorus. How do you say it? Now, how do you say that, the Greek word, Dina? Chloriso. Chloriso. That's pretty close, Wanna. It reminds me of in the South, Clorox. Now I'm with you. The word pale actually comes from the word that's like Clorox, or it's where our English word for what? Chlorine. That's what this word is. Now, why are you telling me this, Clark? Well, I'm just studying. Be quiet. Hang on. This word technically refers to, listen to this, a greenish-yellow color. The word pale is the word chlorus, and it's actually a greenish-red, a a greenish-yellow color found in the pale green of just sprouted grass. Not the green green, but when it starts, there's a pale color that when it sprouts, or of new leaves when they start. It's this greenish color. Secular Greek writers like Homer used it to describe the pale greenish-gray color of a what? A corpse or decaying flesh. You might say, Clark, why are you telling me this? Well, that's what the Bible's saying. I just want you to see how true your Bible is. Of all the words God could have used, He used the word chlorus or pale to describe that last and final stage of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it is, I, I, have, I hate to say it, but I've seen a lot of dead people. I've seen a lot of them. It's, it's sort of my life. Pastor, have you seen a lot of dead folks? We don't like it, do we? 
my least thing I like to do. I don't do as much anymore as I used to do. I have others that help me now. But I'm called to places and I'm, I've, been in, I've been in, you just name it. I've done so many funerals. But this is true to fact. This is what this is saying. In the last days, there'll be a lot of death. A lot of death and destruction. And this is what death looks like. Now let me ask you this. Is this reality or science fiction? Does death look like this? Let's look at some other things in the Scriptures. So the color of the horse is what? Pale. But it's actually a greenish-gray color. Y'all understand that now? And it speaks of death and the color of a corpse. The name of him that sat upon that horse, his name was what? Death. What's interesting about that? Of the four horsemen, this is the only horse that has somebody on it that has a name. Not one, not two, not three, but the fourth one has death on him. I think that's interesting. Death can also be translated in this passage. It's interesting for us to, to look at this. It can be translated, the word death right there can be translated, say it with me, pestilence. Say that with me, pestilence. What's another word for pestilence? Disease. So in the last days, there will be, in the final stages of at least those four horsemen, there will be death, there will be pestilence, there will be disease which brings forth death. Now, why did I bring that up? Because that's exactly what Jesus called it in Matthew 24. Back in Matthew 24. Nation shall rise against nation. That sounds like what? War. Kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be what? Well, that sounds like the black horse last week. Yes or no? Economic devastation. Starvation. And then here's our word. Say it with me. Jesus speaking. And what? What is that same word? death. What are, isn't it amazing how your Bible lines up? Yes or no? Book of Matthew. I like Matthew. Book of Revelation. Don't like yet. What are you talking about? Book of Matthew said a lot of the same things that the book of Revelation is saying. I feel like I'm boring you to tears. Well, tell your face. Here we go. Here we go. So death is on the horse. Death can also mean what? Pestilence or disease. And who followed death according to the Scripture? And hell followed death. This is not a popular message. What does that word mean? Well, it's the word Hades. It actually means the grave. The grave. The place where the dead go after death, the grave. There's two things that go hand in hand. What is it? Death and the what? And the grave. They always go hand in hand. So both death and the grave, they speak of in this passage of lifelessness and corruption. And we're going somewhere, so hang in here if you're trying to check out on me. And the Bible says they're inseparable what? I'll take a break right here. That's going to happen to you one day. Death is going to happen to me one day. And guess what's coming after that? The grave. But there's something else that's happening. It's called a place called hell. That's also another word. It's a place of torment. And that's why Jesus came so that you wouldn't have to die and go to hell. Did he come so you wouldn't die? No. He didn't come so you wouldn't die. 
you are going to die. You hear me or not? I know Jesus now. I'm not going to die. You're a kook. You won't die, according to the book of Revelation, the second death. You won't die and perish in a place called hell, eternal damnation. So, guys, this is why this message is appropriate today. Because one day, whether it's the last days or not, one day is coming. It's going to be my last day. Do you know the Lord today? If you die, do you know you'd go to heaven? Yes or no? I'm a good person. You ain't going. Do you know Christ? Have you put your faith in Christ? Yes or no? Nail that today. So this isn't science fiction. This is reality. We're seeing it before our eyes today. You might say, Clark, it's not that bad. You're not over there. You don't live in Sudan. You're not in Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan. You're not in Russia right now. We're here. This is talking about the world. And a lot of people are living through this hell right now. So this isn't a far-fetched message. During this time, end times, people are going to die due to hostility. We're seeing it before our eyes. Hunger and pestilences or disease. That's what the pale horse is all about. But I'm not done. Y'all ready? So, so far, what have we understood? The fourth horse is what? What color? What color does it represent? A greenish gray color like that of a corpse what's the rider's name on the horse so that sort of goes with the color don't it and who follows death hell which is really the what the grave so are we cool so far mr university man i like you you're you've got a smile like a million bucks i bet you hear that does he hear that all the time you hear that all the time man and you too, I'm not, but you're, you know, I'm talking to him. But I'm not done with the first yet. There's one last thing. Would you all read that? And with the beast of the earth. Clark, you've lost your mind. Are you saying in the last days there are going to be space creatures that's going to come down and eat people? No. That would be a crazy person that said that. Everything I've said so far, deception in the last days, war in the last days, famine in the last days, death in the last days. Guys, a man on the street could say this. God, isn't, this isn't far out. This isn't way out of line thinking. And so neither is that last phrase, and with the beast of the earth. What? What is that about? You mean in the end times there's going to be beast of the earth? Let's check it out. I believe the beast of the earth mentioned here are closely linked, and you help me, to what? Pestilence and what? Huh. Let's check it out further. Is it a lion? Is it a tiger? Is it a bear, oh my? Or is it a rat? Which of those animals right there on that screen throughout humankind have been the most destructive. You thought the message was bad already. Now we're going, we're, we're doubling down on bad message. The most destructive beast on earth, as far as mankind is concerned, is 
not the lion, the tiger, or the bear. It is the rat. The beast that has caused more... I want you to go back to your university professor this. The beast that has caused more death to more humans throughout humankind has been the, the rat. Rats are, adapt, are adaptable. They're clever and destructive. Did you know if 95% of all rat population were destroyed and you only had 5% of rats left, did you know they would replicate themselves in just 12 months? So fat chance of you getting rid of all your rats. You hear me or not? Kim, we got to place up in the mountains and Kim's trying to get rid of those little rats up there because we're not there all the time. We come back and they're still there. Rats are responsible for the deaths of more people on earth than all the wars combined. I guess that last little part of that verse is not so kooky after all, is it? The beast of the earth. Rats make their home wherever man is found. In the 14th century, fleas from rats killed one-third of the earth's population. One-third dead. What did the last day's scripture in the pale horse say? How many would be killed? One what? Fourth. We've already seen through history one-third. This is what I'm trying to get across to you today. Guys, this is really... Did you know it's not far-fetched to believe your Bible? When are you going to just double down and say, I believe the Word of God? I might not understand it all, but I'm going to put my faith in God's Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the what? The Word of God. Rats can carry as many as, this is scary, 35 different diseases. Rats menace food supplies, which they both devour and contaminate, especially in where? Underdeveloped countries or war-torn countries. When there is war, famine, and disease, this is a reality. It's a reality that beasts like others are going to wreak what? Is that true, yes or no? Tell them we're not done. He's going on long. Not really. Hang in here with me. Does this sound like science fiction? It's not. I've got to tell one story. I've told it before. Kim and I bought a house years ago. She's right here. I love you very much. Did anybody come up to you today and say your husband said he loved you? I was looking for you in the first service. That's one reason I like messages like this on death and stuff. It makes me realize I don't have so much time after all. And it makes me want to tell my wife I love her. And my daughter next to her, I love her. I mean, it makes me want to say stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's a good thing. And my sister-in-law, Diane's down in our church, and also my mother-in-law. She's like my own mother. And I love you. But Kim didn't love me so much when I bought this house. It was on Michigan Avenue in Inglewood, Florida. There was no power. All the, all the, let's give me a second to tell a story. All the windows were shut with the plywood. It was condemned. The house had the signs on it and everything. Who bought it? So we go in one room. The ceiling's falling down. It's dark. Tell me if I'm lying. 
I had a flashlight, and I told her, you hang on to me back here. Grab my pants. <laughs> it is pitch dark. I go in, and for some reason, I don't know why I did it. Why did I even pull that down? I reached up my hand. There was some ceiling falling in, some ceiling tiles, and I pulled it down. Is that true? And about that time, crap fell all over my head and my back, tons of it, and rats were crawling all over my head. Is that a true story? And I'm like, oh my God! Ah! And she, she is more concerned about me stepping on the little rats. I'm telling you. So that was an old condemned house, contaminated. Guess what was there? This isn't far-fetched, guys. Y'all hear me? Well, we're almost done. Are you glad? Hey, you know what it's going to make you appreciate? And I'm not trying to be funny. It's going to make you appreciate when we go out and have communion. That Jesus Christ died so that we could live. So that no matter what comes our way, I have Jesus as my Savior. I guess communion matters after all, doesn't it? Y'all hear me? Pretty good for me. I like it. So one-fourth of, of life will die during this particular time. There will be other times in the book of Revelation where more people die. And power was given over them to kill a fourth part of the earth with sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beast of the earth. The reality of death. I'd like to cover this just a bit. Some death stats in case I haven't already depressed you. Ready? Death from disease, pestilence. What, what has it been like throughout history? It's not unusual for large numbers of people to perish. It's not unusual. Look at some numbers down through history. 20th century, 300 million people died from smallpox. 200 million people died from malaria. 100 million people died from TB. Since 81, over 35 million people have died from AIDS. In just two years, 100 million people died from the Spanish flu. Do a lot of people die sometimes? Oh, yeah. The past two years, almost 6, billion, 6 million people have died with COVID. Now, whether that's what killed them or not, it was there. And that's reality. The list goes on and on and on about death. Here's death from other causes. In years between 58 and 67, 43 million people died from famine in China. 24 million people died famine in, in 1907 in China. 3.7 million people died from a single flood in China. Death happens. A million people died from a cyclone in Pakistan. In 76, 255,000 people died from an earthquake where? In where? China. 500,000 people died. We remember it, don't we? Remember that big wave that happened? How does that happen? Big earthquake in the ocean. And then wham, the tsunami comes and wipes out a half a million people. So can death happen in big numbers? Or am I just making stuff up? No, it happens. Does it make you appreciate your country?
And then we'll end with this one, Raj. The reality of persecution. The first four horsemen, white, red, black, pale. Now you know pale, yes? Well, then there was another seal that opened. The next verse. Verse 9, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the what? Word of God and the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, do you not judge and avenge our blood on them on the earth? So persecution. Let's take a quick look at persecution in the last days. Those that were killed during this time, white robes were given unto every one of them. It was said of them that they should rest yet for a little season, and their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be what? Killed as they were, and it should be fulfilled. So a lot of death, a lot of persecution in the last days. Is there persecution today? You and I aren't persecuted, are we? Are we persecuted here this morning? Does persecution exist? Jesus said it this way, Matthew 24, They shall deliver you up to be afflicted, shall kill you, you shall be hated of all nations. Do a lot of people hate Christians and Christianity? Are there certain countries you'll be killed if you're a Christian? Locked up? Is that true or false? Am I making that up? This is what Jesus said 2,000 years ago. Then shall many be offended. Are people offended today out the wazoo? And shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. Persecution. Look at some countries where Christians are currently being persecuted. Because if I don't show you, you don't think it happens. This isn't science fiction. Right now, the message of Christ is hated on our planet. Africa, look at it. Asia. Look at all the nations in Europe, Latin America. Look at the Middle East. Look at the Middle East. Of course, we have business dealings with these people. We buy their products. We do all this type of stuff, don't we? Because Christianity doesn't matter. Do you hear me or not say? It's a, it's a, it's a mess. And then he says this. Revelation 6, 12, I beheld when he opened the sixth seal, and there was a great white. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. The moon became as blood. I want just to check that out. In the last days, death. Death, persecution. Christians. Unbelievable natural disasters will take place. What? Clark, you're crazy. Let's check it out. Jesus said the same thing. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There should be famines. There's that word pestilence. There's a death. And then there'll be what? In divers. Have you ever heard of an earthquake? I guess he didn't make that up 2,000 years ago, did he? Let's check it out. There have always been earthquakes. But here's the thing that's interesting. You ready? They're becoming more what? What? They're becoming more frequent. How do you know, Clark? Well, let's ask the scientists. They tell us to trust the science, right? 
Look at the 7.0 earthquakes recorded from the 20th century, just this last century and right now. From 1900 to 1950, there were 109 major earthquakes. Can you say 109? In 50 years. From 50 to 2000, which is 50 more years, there were how many? 121. So there's more. Is that correct? Okay, let's look in these last several years. From 2000 to 2021, say it with me, there were how many? Am I saying these are the last days? I mean, I feel like they are. Do I know I don't? But a lot of things scientifically, a lot of things like with the one world currency and things like that, the Internet, you can't buy, sell, get gain right now. If they cut you off, they can freeze your assets, they can freeze your bank accounts. We're all hooked into one system. It seems like the things are set. And does that sound kooky? It might sound like I'm a kooky person, but it's, it's the truth. I never thought truckers would have their bank account seized. Truckers? In Canada? Going to take their money? Is that crazy or what? I never thought somebody like Zuckerberg could, in his outfit, you could just take preachers because they preach a message like this and they could ban me online. That's the world we live in today. Yes or no? And if you're a policeman, God help you. It's crazy. We finish with this. Say that with me out loud. These are the... That is what we see with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We've got to quit, Raj. All these things will begin to happen in embryonic form in the days preceding the second coming of Jesus Christ, the return of Christ. And you might think I'm crazy, but what I told you today is as solid, as biblical, as really as you're going to find. And it's not being kooky. I try not to be kooky. I'm dumb enough, okay? But I think we've made a good case. What, what kind of case did we make today? You should be ready. Ready for what? Ready for death. Anybody know anybody ever die? Be ready for death, man. Maybe not death of the last days, but be ready that if, if today is your last day, you're going to go home to be with the Lord. Amen? Say, can we make that? That's what I think out of this. How about this? Be thankful for where you live. Amen? Doesn't mean you have to agree with the government and all they're doing, but certainly you can make Inglewood, Florida, and this area the best part of the United States of America. Loving people and caring for people. Here's something else I see out of this today. When are you going to start sharing your faith? When are you going to start living for the Lord? Ah, maybe when it gets bad. Well, there you go. Why don't you give people hope? Why don't you invite a neighbor to church or, you know, just, you just reach out to them and, and just, I think, I think more of us ought to say, you know, God bless you and, and uh, be kind to people. You hear me or not? Where are t- anything you can open the door to share Christ with somebody. Why don't we do that now? Yes or no? Amen? Let's thank the Lord for the word. We're done. Amen? Good. 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 It's over. You made it. You may. Amen. You are never going to sit here again, are you? As long as you live. As long as you live. If you see him, you're going to know why I keep picking on him. You've got to smile a mile long. Amen? Let's stand on up, guys. Let's have our, a close. And then we're going to be, be, be with me, though. Be still if you don't mind. Don't run out on me. Then we're going to have communion outside. You're welcome to have communion. Certainly that's not a...
a, a requirement of coming here, but he did die. He did tell us to remember his death, and I think it's important that we do it. Amen? Let's pray together. Thank you for listening today. We got a full service in, I'll tell you that. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this message today. Thank you for your word. Lord, what I love about your word is that you're not afraid to tell us things in the future because you're not a liar. Your word is true. You can be trusted. And Lord, forgive us as churches. So often we can't be trusted. So help us here at Fellowship Church to be a church that can be trusted. That we're not here to hurt people or dupe people or take from people. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the truth of it. Thank you, Lord, as we see all the bad news and things happening in our world and things are crazy at times. That we have your word as our anchor. And as bad as it sounds, it brings us hope that our faith is in you. And we can, we can have our confidence and our hope in you in the future that you're going to take care of us. We know that absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Lord, I pray for folks today if they die, they don't know they'd go to heaven. And Lord, a message like this can shake them. Shake all of us. So, Lord, I pray that not one will leave lost today. I pray that every one of us will put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I pray for our church and people watching online and on radio. Lord, I pray that all of us will double down, triple down on our commitment and our faith in you, Jesus Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. I'd like to lead you in a prayer today, right now, before we go have communion. If you died today and you don't know you'd go to heaven, I didn't ask if you were smart, if you were a good person, if you have a nice home, if you got a car. Listen, if you die, are you going to go to heaven? If you don't know 100% sure, why don't you put your faith in Christ today? Quit playing, man. Would you go ahead and nail that today? God had one son. His name was Jesus. Put your faith in him today. The Bible says, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Can I lead you in a prayer where you'll do that with me right now? Are you willing to humble yourself and say, I was wrong. I I can't make it on my own. I can't. Church isn't going to cut it. Will you pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I ask you to forgive me. And Lord, I want you to know I believe in you. Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I don't understand it all. But Lord, I do believe I matter to you. I believe I have value. I don't don't think I'm garbage. And you came to save me. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead for me. And I today choose to believe in you. Save me today. Come into my heart and life and live through me. Whatever time I have, I want to live for you, Lord. Help me, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed, how many would raise a hand? Unashamed.